Welcome to the Globe Trotten ADs. This podcast is for you, athletic directors, activity coordinators, coaches, and program associates based in international schools around the world. The Globe Trotten ADs is proudly hosted by Nick DeForest from the American International School Vienna and Matt Fleming from the American International School of Budapest. Here they are now, Nick and Matt and the Globe Trotten ADs. Happy September, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Globe Trotten ADs. So by this point, I'm sure all of us are well into the start of the school year and getting the wheels going for all the programs and sports and activities and preparing for tournaments and trips. A very exciting and busy time of year. And we're going to kick things off today with a special guest, Brian Lettinga. He's a, from Search Associates. He's a senior associate and helping people getting jobs overseas. So today we're going to learn about that process. We've had Brian on before, and he's got some great information. If you're looking to get a job overseas, uh, if you're in the game already, or if you're new to it and you want to learn more about it, we've got some valuable information that I think you'll learn a lot about. It's interesting stuff. Uh, but before we dive into that, I'm going to kick it over to Nick and Vieta. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Thanks, thanks, Brian, for being here again. Um, Happy. I am excited for this episode. Um, we started last year, right? And had, had one. This one now focus on really what to do now and uh, this time of year. And believe it or not, I was asked by someone yesterday, what should I do? I want to move to Europe from South America. And I said, oh, we're recording a podcast tomorrow. That's going to be your first stop. So... A lot of valuable uh, pieces of info um, to how to find your next job. So, Brian, thanks for being here again. Yeah, super excited. Thank you, too, for allowing me this chance to come on and share some tips and some pointers, I guess, uh, to the world of international education. And this is the, the beginning of what we call the recruiting cycle. Uh, and whether you're using Search Associates or another organization, in general, August, mid-August, late August, the company or the group is going to start their their cycle. So search is already in. Uh, their posted jobs are posted already uh, for 24-25. So this is a common time for teachers, really, who are at post or, or sitting at their school wondering about what might be in the future for them, whether it's internationally for the first time or it's whether it's internationally for a change in post this is the time to get things organized. So I'll talk a little bit about the recruiting cycle uh, in two phases. One, will I'll give you the big picture and then I'll break it down for two different groups of listeners perhaps today. So big picture goes out to the year long of, re of, of recruiting. Yeah, it's August to August. That's the recruiting cycle. We start to see at Search Associates in September, in October and November, more and more positions getting posted. Whether they're PE or AD, whatever, that's when they start to get posted. Uh, the season will then get really intense for postings and interviews and hires between November and March. So there's there's a theory out there <laughs> that you need to be in this in the game really early, like now in September. Some of that is, is accurate for the most part, though. If you are 
using search associates, for example, you'll want your profile active, meaning you've reestablished it uh, before, you know, October-ish, middle of October. So you can start to see all the positions being posted. Right. Positions like PE and AD and aquatics directors, you know, there's only a few of those at each school. So the sooner you see those posted and the sooner you apply, obviously the sooner your name could get seen by the school that's doing, you know, doing the hire. Yeah. And I know this time of year is, um, as we approach October, a lot of schools, I'm not sure how it is at your school, Nick, but I know at our school, for example, we have a letter of intent that's going to go out soon, believe it or not. And they're going to, the schools, the administration is going to want to know, okay, what's our intention for next year? Where are we at? There's there's a couple of different tick boxes you can you can hit, but uh, either I'm I'm definitely leaving, I'm not sure, or I'm coming back, uh, and so that I think for the folks who are either thinking about going or uh, I think this probably helps them solidify that decision making process. So I think if they're in that situation and reaching out with us, search you guys and getting their file sorted, I think that's uh, probably would help them mentally in terms of getting ready for that that uh, decision making process. And, and, and giving some, you know, it's a more thought to about the timing, you know, you, everyone, whether you're new to the search associates or, or, or moving from post, you know, getting your admin team understanding that you are thinking of a move. So there's no surprises when you reestablished an account or when you, or when we start calling reference, you know, we will search up referees if we need to, if the emails don't match. But for the most part, candidates will need to have that profile with search active, meaning the registration fees are paid, references are in, your resume is in tip-top condition, your cover letter, if you're an AD, you know, everything is in order. So you can get going. Declaration dates right, are coming now. So some schools even have a declaration date of hard sell as November 6th. You need to tell us yes or no. Um, and if you're scrambling to make a decision yeah. with that declaration and you don't have your profile ready, you're just going to miss out, you know, on some windows of opportunity. Wouldn't it be true that people get their search associates account active before they turn in that letter of intent that Matt mentioned just to test yep. the waters, see what's out there? For sure. And everybody that's overseas understands a soft search and a hard search, right? So soft search might take that document that Matt was sharing, you know, and put maybe we'll return or, or thinking about returning, but they know that hard date is coming. So they'll go and have that conversation with their head of school and principal and say, listen, I'm checking maybe because I want to kind of look around, but before the even looking around part can happen, you've got to have your referees and your admin have got to have those finished before you can even start to look around. So yeah, that's correct. So the rest of the, so just to finish up that piece on the rest of the recruiting cycle. So there are always hires that take place April, May, June, July, August. That just is the end of the phase. But the peak, you know, was in that was earlier in the seat earlier in the recycling uh, recycle <laughs> in the recruiting cycle, which is hard, hard and evidenced is you no know, mid-November to, to March. That's when most, and that's when our job fairs are available for candidates to go to. So it makes a lot of sense that that's when it's happening. And if schools will match it with their declaration date, they can't post a job 
really until they know what their what their on staff teachers are up to. Uh, and in one piece for all the listeners that are coming from the states or overseas that have not used Search Associates or another organization uh, per se to get their profile started, now is the time to get that started because you want to be active with what other organization it is. By mid-October, November, you want to be active. And for Search, it's fill out the profile, have your resume uploaded, get your teaching certificate uploaded, start thinking about how you're going to do a background check, whether it's locally or with the FBI, get the references sorted out and completed as soon as you can, because the sooner you're active, the sooner you can look on our database. And, you know, each year we have over 800 schools uh, that we work with sign up and, and want to advertise for a position. And are schools already going to decide, or are there a time, like if they get the right candidate right away in September, um, are they going to make a decision or do they normally wait? That's a super, super good question. And, and it will depend on the leadership at that school, you know, so some, some school leaders will play out the, the, the open window. Let's say that the position closes September 12th. So they'll, they'll collect resumes and they'll probably be doing interviews along the way, but they'll hold until the 12th. Others will tend to do the interviews the whole window that it's open and they will hire if they know they've got someone great, especially if it's a teaching couple early in the season, like September and October when two posts can get filled at the same time through one hire, they will jump at that because it, it's just going to make recruiting easier. So yes, this is the time if they find someone great early, mm -hmm. they will take it. Um, but it's, it's hard to tell because everybody's got their own different style of, of hiring sure. uh, and what that looks like. No, that's good to know that people shouldn't just wait, you know, really do get it in there early because the spots may go. Right, this if they want to be picky and, and where they want to move to. Yep, and for all you ads out there and aquatics directors, you know those are seen as middle level, higher level leadership positions, and those will get posted now uh, because no school wants to be chasing up, you know, an ad in March or in February, really, or an IB coordinator or an assistant principal. So those those jobs will be listed now. Uh, and you can see those in our open leadership vacancies right on our own Search Associates webpage. Those positions will be listed there. Uh, and then they'll also be listed in the school's rank, you know, the school's general post, which is for active candidates to view. Uh, yep. um, but for sure, you'll see them. Yeah, I saw one school out there. Um, I won't say the name of it. It was out there in the in Asia. Uh, pretty big school, r pretty good reputation. And uh they had a deadline. It was for the AD job, and it had a not that I'm looking, but it, I just happened to find out about it. Some friend had told me I looked at it just for the heck of it. And already by August 31st, you had to apply, so that was really early. So you really had to be sure uh, if you're going to go for that job that you were certain that you're going to move on. So it was really early, I thought. Yeah, and, I'm, and I, I know the school you're you're talking about. I'm guessing they had 40, 50 applicants too for that job and that is a testimony of how competitive the season of hiring is is really really is for some of these some of these schools and these bigger cities and that carry the the historic name along with them 
we've had two, we have two PE positions open this year and one's a retiree. So then people around that know us know that this person is up to retire. And, you know, you get the questions, how many more years does he have? How many more years? Oh, this is a year. And already the week before school started, I got some messages from people. Is this the year that he's going to retire? Um, so that, you know, when it comes to retiring and it's easy to foresee what's what's coming, right? Yeah, and that job also, Nick, will have 40, 50, 60 applicants for sure. I mean, you're in Vienna. It's a desirable space, and the school has a storied and historic history to itself. So uh, there's a lot of allure to it. And you can coach for, for me. So, you know, that's... Yeah, okay. <laughs> sort of... <laughs> I'm going to apply. Come to Budapest. Well, what about how many jobs? I mean, we talked about there's not that many AD jobs and lots of people apply, but Brian, how many really come up each year around the globe? Yep. So I pulled some data, you know, from our offices just to take a little, a peek and we'll talk about, so there's placements and there's, you know, there's, and there's posted positions, right? So those are the two sets of data that we kind of will study here in the next couple seconds. So posted positions is the number of positions for that area, right? So let's just talk about PE. Yes, and we, there's a lot of ADs in the States that are PE teachers and their ADs. So last year we had 452 PE positions posted. That means 450 people got jobs in mm -hmm. PE. That's how many were out there to go. So that were posted. Doesn't mean they all, you know, all went through a search associates because big schools know they've got to have lots of fingers and lots of pots. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about PE placements for a minute. So going back pre-pandemic, you know, we were right at around a hundred PE play teacher hundred placements for PE uh, just before pre-pandemic. Pandemic came and that number dropped by quite a bit, right around seventy. Following year, we were over 100. Last year, we were well over 100. So about 115 last year, PE placement. So this is a good number of, you know, thinking about the placements. And then for ADs, we can talk about that because ADs, again, are a little bit separate. Mm -hmm. So last year, we placed 14. The year before that, we placed 18. Pandemic, 10. And the year before that, uh, 13. So you can see the trends kind of bunch up bunch up together um but your background obviously is going to dictate how competitive you are in the spirit of looking for these posts and that's you know key to anybody's search is how competitive can you get versus the other candidates sometimes i share you know that analogy of being in the woods with your buddy and the bear comes you know, you don't need to be faster than the bear. You need to be faster than your buddy. And in our in our world, you've got to have a profile that looks better than the next person's. Yeah. <laughs> 450, that's really all around the world, right? That's, um, you know, if, if people are picky, I think, is Europe the hardest place to, to find jobs or is there is there a region that sticks out? Um, it's a good question. Again, a lot of that depends if you strip it all down to the number of schools in each region. So Europe is a region. There is this aura that everybody would like to be in, you know, Europe. That's, you know, kind of lore. 
the, the biggest emerging markets are in the Middle East and in mainland China and Southeast Asia. So when there's more schools, there's more jobs. So people get and need to start to think about how competitive they will be for those positions. You know, I'll talk a little bit about a competitive profile here, here next, but you know, the pa- I didn't really look into the data of, of where people were being posted, but Western Europe tends to be historically where most candidates, when I interview them, they say they want to go. Yeah. And then it's kind of kind of mingled with Eastern Europe, Latin America, Africa, and the, you know, Southeast Asia mm-hmm. and mainland China. That The numbers I can pull to be exact, but I don't know them right off the top of my head, but just by... Yeah. Historic conversations. That's what. So, Brian, just a question going back about um, growth of international schools in general. Do you have any data about the number of schools that are uh, either new schools emerging or more and more schools being created? So, obviously, that means more and more jobs are going to be available. So, do you have any information about that? Yeah, global- can, yeah, globally, I would say the ICS research, the data group that collects international school data would have the most recent. I didn't read up on that here before we met today. Um, we have seen, you know, the number of schools increasing that come into the search profile. I mean, we vet schools. That's another, you know, benefit of search associates is schools will apply to, to come work with us and then we vet them and, and make sure they meet our criteria as well. But I, I do know that more and more schools are specifically coming out of the Middle East and coming out of mainland China, just through our, our you know, our internal conversations with different offices. We have an office in the, in the Middle East. We have, we have a couple offices in Southeast Asia. They're the one, you know, our colleagues are sharing that these are the markets that are emerging, but I don't have specific numbers, but those would be, you know, easy enough to find with a regular, you know, search. You guys ever have to decline a school? Yeah, there are schools uh, like candidates that don't meet our criteria, and, and when schools apply to ours uh, organization, they have criteria they need to meet, just like candidates need to meet the criteria. Both candidates and school need references. There's some there's some documentation you need to supply in advance, uh, and both I I obviously know a little bit more about the, the candidate side, um, and that's. Maybe we can explore, you know, you know, kind of competitive candidates and and what they might want to do. Sure, okay. that's that's great to know, though. That you know, a, a big bonus to not just look online and find a school that that has some jobs. You know, that's that's a huge bonus, Nick. And I'm glad you brought that up. I think so too, because you know we mentioned before we got on the the podcast about well, Nick had mentioned he knows somebody, and I have uh, a former suitor of mine who actually contacted me. Uh, in the next last day or so, and she's currently teaching another company or country, and looking to go overseas. And asking uh, my wife and I, like, well, hey, any tips, any advice, what to do? And so we've kind of given her some information, like, here's you know, here's what we think you should do. But I mentioned her to like, yeah, you you probably should get in touch with Search Associates or you know, get a profile out there and 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 help. They'll help you get a job and, and get a good placement because. They're working with good schools, and as as you just mentioned, you bet the schools, you 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 know who you're working with, and um, so that, I think that's that's great information for this particular person to know. So, shout out to Callie, good luck out there. I'm not gonna say where she is or her last name because I don't want her to get in any trouble in case she employer finds out. But uh, hopefully, she'll seek this route 
and uh, benefit from it. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, the, the the search candidate base is growing all the time, you know, and this is the time for people to start looking. So I would encourage everyone that has ever even thought about working overseas, if you're interested, you know, you can get through the the decision tree it's called on search associates and you answer some few you answer some questions and you'll land in in an, a senior associate's office and at that point you can build your profile and establish that relationship with the senior associate send them questions and answers and get that consultation that's the piece that really makes search stand out you know matt that is that when can our candidates get in touch with a senior associate that that connection and relationship is for as long as the candidate stays with search associates. So we, we will read benefits packages. We can read contracts, give advice about how to manage a situation through their entire search process. So that is not necessarily the case with many, many of the other organizations. Awesome. Well, you mentioned a competitive, uh, um, candidate or how that might look. Tell, tell us a bit more. What do these people that we mentioned need to have or, or need to do? Yep. Good one. Thanks for reminding. So the competitive piece comes with experience, you know, and certification slash licensure and degrees, right? So we vet our candidates. We're, we're looking seriously at candidates that have two to three years experience. That's not the case every single time, I will say that. In general, schools that we work with, though, they tell us they're looking for candidates right. with two or three years of experience. They're looking for candidates that have a U.S. teacher certification from their state or a teaching license from their state. Or if they're overseas, the QTS status, you know, from the U.K., if they're coming out of a country that doesn't uh, from doesn't you know give out you know or present people with the teaching certification, they should have some sort of degree from that country that shows that they are going to be an educator. You know, a lot of schools in Latin America, you finish your bachelor's degree in education, and that authorizes you to teach in that country, which is which is fine. We can manage that, and you just have to be able to prove that in your documentation. So. Those three together create this competitive edge. And the more it's, you can figure out the numbers, the more experience you have, the further in the race you're going to be. The race starts at search associates. When I say race, the competitive race to get jobs, the race starts at two or three years of experience, a degree in your content and or that teaching certificate and license. That's your starting point and everybody you guys, you're way down there. You got 15, 20 years experience. You got masters. You might have two masters. You might have a couple international posts in there. You're way down the lane <laughs> in the race lane for being competitive. But that's where you'd start to look. And then, you know, there's some tips uh, for getting your own personal search going that will make you competitive. Great. And what what are some of those? Keep us sure. So it's great. Good. So I'm I'm glad that we were able to talk each other into where we were going. <laughs> so so these are some tips that I can t I I'd like to call them just the bees. You know the bees of getting a job. Be prepared. That's a really important one. You need to have your references all in order. 
You need to have your documents in order, your resume. If you're establishing a new account or moving on, standard resume overseas can be one page that can be front and back. So you don't have to consider one page front only. It can be both sides. On that resume, make sure early near the front of that top of that resume, you're already talking about your classroom experience. You show your res show your education and your background. GPAs are really not that important, but what's important is showing what you've done in your schools, right? What have you contributed to at your current and past schools? Another part of being prepared is, you know, don't do it willy-nilly. You know, the search, create a document, spreadsheet, name a school, the position, some of the perks that might be benefits of the school, what type of curricula do they run? who you contacted and when you contacted. Then in the end, you have this database of all the schools. So you're not sending the same schools five emails because you forgot that you sent them one and you're so excited to apply. And I see it all the time. Be strategic about how that's going to look. Uh, if you're an AD or in, in middle-level leadership positions, you should also have a cover letter you know, that's ready to go. Uh, I suggest it's three-quarters static, meaning about three-quarters of that language can probably stand for each position. And then the beginning, the first quarter or third, is probably going to be super specific to that job. Read the job description, see what they're looking for, look on their webpage, see what their photos are of, what are they celebrating, and what are they committed to. Yeah. You need for your your cover letter to match what they're looking for, right? You've got to fit in their mind on paper before you can, you know, get the interview. So another piece of leadership, a leadership uh, candidate should have is, you know, a, a, a strong one-page philosophy of education or philosophy of leadership. And that's static. Like, who are you? What is your ethos as a leader? What do you believe in? What are you passionate about? What pedagogical practice and drive you forward in the world of education? Show them who you are. So you, those three are what you'll need for those leadership positions. As as far as the next step, you know, be positive. There's this is super competitive world of international education. You are not going to get an interview for every position you think you are. You might not get any letters back saying thank you for sending us. It's, Big schools have lots of applicants coming in. I mean, maybe you two can share a little bit about what it was like when you were looking and, and how easy or challenging it was to just get response. Well, I'm I'm going to bow out of this conversation because a lot of the listeners know this is my 19th year um, at AIS Vienna and my one and only school. And I don't think I'll ever look, uh, Brian, but you never know what the future holds. But Matt's moved around a little bit. Yeah, having just gone through the process once, and it was just uh, through the the job fair at the University of Northern Iowa in, in Waterloo, Iowa. That's how we got our first jobs uh, teaching overseas in Riga, Latvia. And then coming here, we just applied directly to. It was a little, I think it was a little different back then, maybe two, yeah. fifteen years, sixteen years ago. And we just applied directly. But we also had good connections here, which helped, and and being in the region. And familiarity with uh, the CISO organization was a big bonus, I think. Plus, having a job opening in the area my wife taught in, so that it was just kind of good timing, I would say, with getting the job here. So, 
I would just add, you know, Brian, you mentioned about not getting a reply back and people should, you know, not assume to get a reply back. Um, and it's, it's funny because that is really the case, you know, like at our school, I know I've been involved in many interviews and, um, people will write me like, Hey, I applied for this. I haven't heard anything. And at the beginning I was kind of like, Hey, there can't be that many people applying. Can you just write back and say, Hey, thanks, but no, thanks. Uh, and then I was shocked to realize, no, there are sometimes hundreds and hundreds and they just can't do it. Um, but I know some people that were kind of upset at our school that they didn't yeah. get a reply back. So that's, and there's some validity to that, right? Yeah. I mean, we're in a, in a very, schools are very personal, right? I mean, we're human connection and in the relationships are valued. We'd want to have every school responding to every single inquiry. Yet, when a school perhaps put the post on their own webpage and then post it on five different spaces, you know, they may get hundreds of blanket, like I call cold call messages. Like I saw on your webpage, you have a position, you know, and they're not even meeting the criteria that might be on the job description. Like, you know, an, an easy betting line might be five years experience. So they might not even look at a resume that you don't have five years experience. Or they might not even look at a resume if you don't have a degree in childhood, in early childhood, to teach every K. Hey, right. they that's just you go off the list. Yeah. Uh, so it's true. So you got to be positive. You have to understand. You got to knock on lots of doors. You know, always apply to jobs that you are qualified for, and you have the degree to back up with, and you have experience to back up. But that you can apply for whatever you want. We know that those things happen. And just out of my office, I had zero teachers last year get placed that didn't have a uh, uh, teaching certificate. Company-wide was less than 3%. So without a teaching certificate or proof of a similar psych certificate, you know, the numbers, you know, go down that. And that can be challenging for, for candidates that are coming out of like higher ed. You know, they've been into college and they want to go, and now they want to teach high school. They don't have a teaching certificate or they're coming out of a charter school in the States or a magnet school or a, a faith-based school or private school. They've been working there for three years teaching PE and they never got a teaching certificate. So they've got the experience, but a lot of times, you know, a school can't get that visa through the embassies without a certificate or a license that proves they're a licensed school. I think I talked about this last time, you know, you a country is not going to say let's bring in all these uncertified teachers when they got a handful thousands of certified ones in their own country yeah. uh, so that could be there you know that could be a factor you know and be you know being focused and intentional and purposeful with your search you know i encourage people to think about before they apply to every single position uh <laughs> again there's a feel to that writing uh, so when you're, when you're being purposeful and you're being intentional, you're making sure you've got the right school's name, you know, dear. So, so um, sometimes we see that when people are so excited to apply. So think on every job, look at the school, really see what it's like. And then your writing will show that you've done your homework and your writing will show that you committed to that school. The school's going to look for people that fit their culture and fit what they're looking for. And through organizations like search associates and and just blanket emails your writing is your calling card right it's your business card how well do you present yourself to get a to get out of the woods before your buddy when that bear well 
you know, just as we're looking and talking to each other on video uh, and after the pandemic, is is there a way for someone to, or is that coming maybe, like a little short video of them talking, you know, hey, I'm I'm Nick DeForest, this is me. Yep, it's for sure. And we had that as part of the the job fairs, right? So when you're into the portal, some of our job fairs are offering candidates with an option for a 60-second video. Nice. So you could upload a little hype video of yourself into the portal of the of the fair, and then when schools are looking for candidates, they can look at that video. Some people choose to do it. Some people don't. Not all of our fairs have that piece yet, mm-hmm. but we're moving in that direction. Uh, so that there and being competitive, you know, I heard you mention Matt, you know, attending a job fair, you know, those, those dates are posted already, you know, so they're regional, they're all over the world. Uh, you can find one and, and, and choose to attend again, read the backstory on that fair. And if it's, if you will be competitive. Yeah. That's that. right. Do you have any, any short details you can share about upcoming job fairs? Yeah, I can give you short, long, um, any kind of detail you want because we're, we've just launched it, you know, as we started this season. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a couple right now that are coming up. Actually, I'm just going to read them all out if, if you guys are all right with that. So yeah. the, the schedule launches, you know, in November with the Singapore teaching and, and leadership fair that's in November followed by the fair in Dubai, November, Melbourne, Australia, uh, is in January. Uh, Bangkok is January, Hong Kong, mid January, London, later January, Cambridge, right after the London fair. So you can see why the, the numbers of people hired get busy in December to February because that's the fairs. The fairs still hire quite a few people. And, you know, fairs are amazing. I mean, schools are there to hire. Yeah. So people walk with contracts. They don't have to wait for this back and forth. Of, oh, I got to wait for this outer interview. You walk out of there and if you're, and if you knock it out of the park, you're going to walk out with a contract and, you know, you, you'll get all that money back from flight and travel right. and housing with that contract. So the London is, is in end of, is in the mid January, then Cambridge, which is like the flagship of search associates. That's in Boston. That's January 26 to 29. Super big, great storied fair that John Magania started years ago. Following that is our West coast fair, which is in San Francisco. That's in February 3rd. Toronto is back to hosting a fair. You do not need to be a Canadian citizen to join that fair. You can be what other, if you can get to Toronto in February 10 to 11, you know, attend the fair. That will draw some people from the Midwest because you just got to cross over the border uh, and get into Toronto. And then the Shanghai fair, there's another fair in in East Asia in early March. And then London fair in mid-March the second fair in London. Some of the schools in Europe have later declaration dates and EU schools. So we host another one for the, the later batch of schools that might know a little bit more then. And then the uh, there's the Latin America fair that's going to take place. It's going to be virtual. So these are schools focused on hiring candidates that want to come to Latin America. That's going to be uh, in April. 
And then there's the final fair is in Dubai. There's another Dubai fair later in, you know, later in the season. So all on the webpage, pick and choose, choose what you want to do. If you click on each icon, it'll tell you kind of who's competitive for each fair. Uh, and that's pretty accurate. So that's good to hear. The fairs are back, right? They're back pretty strong, I would suppose, because I remember during the course. Of- 100%. Yeah, 100% back uh, in person, you know, just with the one virtual fair. I think you'll start to see other organizations, you know, starting to run their in-person fairs. Feedback from to us, you know, from school heads is they like those virtual fairs. They like to do interviews in person. They like to have a conversation. They tell a lot about a candidate in person. Uh and this is why we're still offering them, and we will for as long as Search Associates is around. What I, well, Brian, you mentioned just maybe last. You know, we'll have a, a lot of American listeners. You mentioned the American Fairs in in Toronto, um, so therefore, probably people just going overseas for the first time, I guess for the most part. But those European and Middle Eastern and Asian ones are those all current international school educators trying to move yep so there'll be there'll be a smattering in let i'll take that back there will be majority of the candidates in the overseas fairs that are will be overseas teachers looking for their next job so you can read you know the asia fairs tend to have bigger schools from asia mid-sized schools from asia smaller schools from asia and some of the bigger mid-sized schools from all over the world they want to go and grab some candidates that are living in Asia and, and hopefully bring them to Africa or, or, or something like that. Yeah. So that is certainly going to happen. In the States, though, we we do, people will travel back to Boston because they know that's a great fair and they know that there, there's going to be couple, a lot of couples get hired in Boston. A lot of people that teach IB get hired in Boston. So p- people will fly back. You know, Matt, you remember you flew around. I flew to search my whole career to go to that job fair, knowing that it's a great place to get post. San Francisco tends to pull more East Asian candidates that are, you know, that are there, not not saying their nationality, but they're out in East Asia. So San Fran is a good fair to go to. So a lot of schools from around the world will go there knowing that the candidate pool is. But in the States, I would say it tends to be more candidates from the U.S., I mean, either they're returning to going abroad or they're new to the to the world. Uh, but that's another glorious thing for all the school leaders out there is in the states we're generating candidates all the time. Yeah, year-round candidate Absolutely. flow pipeline is building all the time. If you're overseas, your pipeline grows from what August to December, right? Because then you've made your hires and all those people move and they stay within the cells of international teaching, but if you're pulling candidates from the States, I'm we're recycling, cycling through amazing candidates all year long. We don't have to wait till the window opens or the declaration dates take place. Well, are you going to be at one of those fairs? Where could someone, if yeah, you want to meet you in question. person? Yep. And per, they could meet me in person, lots of places this fall, because I do do a lot of good work with universities and through job other teacher conferences. So my next place uh, will be University of Kentucky. I'll be down there working with the Department of Education there on the campus. I'll be in Louisville around the same time, uh, same month. 
And then I'll be in St. Louis at the National Association of Independent Schools People of Colors Conference. Then I'll be in Milwaukee for the WIDA conference. Then I'll be in Illinois for the Trans Language Teachers of Illinois conference. And then Search Associates Cambridge Fair will be the first fair I'll be at. I'll be there that whole week. It's set up so candidates can, you know, come in and talk to their senior associates. Okay. And I'll probably be at the the Toronto fair. That's pretty close for me. You know, it's a couple hours from my house. Uh, so I'll probably stop in there and meet candidates and give a hand to the group at the, at the Canada. Well, I hope if someone listens to this and goes to a fair, they uh, they run into you and and say that they listened on Globetrot in the 80s. Uh, right. But uh, other than that, I was just going to say e- email, um, website, where where would we direct people to go to right when they're done listening to this? Oh, right, for sure. So www.searchassociates.com is the place to go if you want to just start getting the feel of international education there's some faqs there's learn about us uh you'll find me there um on meet our team you you can just see who i am you see me on facebook uh you can follow me at brian lettinga there you can find follow me on twitter uh slash x uh you find me also there and geez i guess uh, that's about it. So you'll find me in those places and you can just send me an email. B lettinga at searchassociates.com uh, is another good way. in. All associates, senior associates are happy to answer questions. So that's, you know, a good thing to remember. So if you are listening, you can write anybody at search associates and find out more. If you want to speak with me, awesome. Use my email, you know, follow me on Twitter slash X or or join, or join. Uh, you can find find me on Facebook also and LinkedIn. Great. Well, Brian, as always, a wealth of information. I, I you know, As Nick said, I, I just echo that I hope somebody out there listening uh, takes advantage of this and uh, has a lot to learn about it and finds a great job out there in the world at a good school and enjoys this wonderful world of international education that we all know and love and make a great life out of it. So all the best to our listeners who decide to take that route. And uh, Brian's there to help. And thanks again for for reaching out and giving all this valuable information. Anytime. Thank you, guys. And I'm open to uh, emails or however you want to connect. But what you guys are doing is great, given the good word of coaching and given the good word of PE and, and, and championing that language out there. So Keep up all the good work on this podcast and I'll keep, you know, following and looking for the next one to drop. All right. Here we have it, guys. Good luck for you people looking for a job. And if you ever need it, there you go. Search out Brian. Thank you, Brian. Bye, gents. Until next week, this has been another episode of the Globe Trotten ADs. Special thanks to Search Associates who have also sponsored this podcast episode. Search Associates have been placing teachers abroad for over 30 years, with PE and AD openings each and every year. Be sure to visit www.searchassociates.com to learn more about teaching and living abroad.